0: Welcome to The Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name is Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is, of course, if you can feel it episode 105 Ooh, feeling alive for 105 wow yeah i think you said that for 95 and 85, 85 and 75, 75. I skipped 65. it on 65. 65 yeah 65 i remember that it was weird <laughs> yeah uh, <laughs> well I'll, I'll get this rochambo right out of the way too we're the save room if you don't know anything about us it's probably better that way yeah. you can find us on spotify soundcloud.com slash save room show see i favor spotify I do too. They're gonna to sponsor
1: us one of these years. The one thing that bothers me about <laughs> us being on Spotify and how often I look at us, on Joe Spotify Rogan, is that. Joe oh, really?
0: <laughs> I didn't know what you're gonna go with. Yeah, that's
1: it's annoying. the fact that every time I search for our podcast, I have to search full name. It doesn't like come up automatically. As Weird. if there's any other podcast or thing that I search that is called the Save Room
0: didn't we find that there was we bought them out we did we we gave them um petty cash a physical copy of the mario uh, 3d all-stars collection mm. and we said this will be gone one day they were overjoyed they were <laughs> they were definitely overjoyed and a little confused uh oh and itunes and stitcher and google play and basically anywhere you can find a podcast
1: you'll find the save room that's it Thank that's you. where you can find us there you go and you can find our faces streaming over in the twitchosphere uh, Kevin over at twitch.tv slash the red herb. Oh, poggers. <laughs> I can't wait to see your face. Uh, <laughs> one of these weeks for like the pog champ face of the, the week. Really? You think,
0: yeah. uh, you think I got a shot I against so. like big, big streamers, like my, and apply. Yeah. And, and um, little oh, fuck. just make up a name. <laughs> I, I made up one. Oh, was yeah. that real? Yeah, yeah it is. Oh, nice. Give me your best pog champ face. Pog. Cha- oh, yeah. it's, I want them to hear it though. Oh,
1: God. <laughs> I hate that. Wow. <laughs> it's uh it's an audio podcast. It is, it is. <laughs> um and you can find me over at twitch.tv slash dungeons and daniels just pog champing in Kevin's corner, really. All, all that I can I
0: sounded so fucking sad about that. <laughs> just pog champing in this corner.
1: I'll get it back up one of these days, you know?
0: Listen, man, it's it's hard. It's hard being out there. Putting your face out mm-hmm. there, you know what I'm saying? Seeing this chat scroll by.
1: Words, plenty. Mm-hmm. It, it's bad. I just 2020 took a lot of things, but it took the youth from my face. Oh, yeah, it definitely people took don't want to see this this sallow sack of PNW sack. Oh, no, I don't think that's true. Games. People
0: miss your streams. I get Who? DMs all the time. <laughs> I was telling, I'm giving you the anecdote. Wait. <laughs> I get DMs all the time going, hey, man, what happened to twitch.tv slash Dungeons and Daniels? Mm-hmm. What's going on? And I'm just like, hey, at first I was like, he's renovating. He, he's doing some stuff right mm, that was true he's doing some soul searching to try to center himself on these streams you know what i'm saying because mm-hmm. like after fin fan fridays came to a close because you got bored of playing final fantasies that wasn't it what was it <laughs> <laughs> stick to the lore stick to the lore sure. i think that you know you, you you played some souls games trying to find your center again and i think those are some good times some good times mm-hmm. and then you playing like cuphead maybe you sort of get off center there Maybe you're getting off-center at these games. I don't know. What
1: do you think will help me find my center again on Twitch?
0: I think you should play, in its entirety, in its totality, Final Fantasy XIII for the kids at home. And show them what it's really like.
1: Well, if Square Enix wasn't spending all their time, like, you know, trademarking and copywriting Ever Crisis, they could, you Ever know, crisis. go ahead the and, and give us, like, a port and a remaster of Final Fantasy XIII 1, XIII 2, and thirteen three. Or,
0: or hear me out on in this. Sure. We got to get an Xbox. Okay. We got to get one of the new Xboxes. One Xbox of this, Series X? The Series SX. Hmm. Uh, I know. I know. We'll get into that, actually. I got to quote a link for you. But um, <laughs> we'll get that because they did a the backwards compatible versions of the Final Fantasy 13 trilogy. Mm. Oh, that sounds so stupid to say. The 13 trilogy, like, but are really good on there. They actually enhanced some of the uh, graphics there. So oh, wow. let do that. I'm
1: sure Cool. That. I could see snow and yeah. his, his muscles and 60 FPS.
0: There's snow in the game? Is it like icy? What are you talking about?
1: Oh, the character snow, voiced by Troy Baker. Oh, there
0: is a man named Snow. <laughs> yes. A okay. big
1: burly man with blonde hair, yeah. a beanie, and a trench coat. What was the name of the guy with the chocobo in his afro? Zaz? Zaz? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Zaz. Yeah, he looked like Ludacris and he had a chocobo in his, his afro. Wow. Yeah. What a hoot. I well, That game was a hoot. I would be glad to watch you stream it
0: because I I don't have the heart to play it. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah.
1: So you're saying Just so I can recap what happened here. You're saying we should get an Xbox Series (laughs) X or S, and then I should stream these games. Bingo. That's a longer prospect than me hooking up my Elgato and everything else and streaming games I have.
0: You have an Avermedia,
1: first of all. Wow.
0: Uh, second of all... See, I don't
1: even know what I got, so that's why <laughs> that's why there's a delay here. Second of
0: all, I think this is the comeback story. Oh. This is what it is. This is a comeback story. You'll come back to streaming, and you'll fucking be like, move over, uh, name a, name a, <laughs> Dr. Lupo, Dungeons and Daniels is here to fuck up this scene. Poggers! And then you just get in there. Mix Fair it up, enough. man.
1: Fair enough. You're gonna, you're gonna see, like, 1.2 thousand subs. A month. Listen, Dungeons and Daniels... Is a grower, not a shower. So those numbers will get there eventually. Yep, that, that sure is. Well, Kevin, to to kind of warm up the room here and with the viewers and yeah. listeners, because we don't have viewers here, obviously, we I've just know each other. We have a new format coming to you guys in, in 2021.
0: Today, Upper Management said that we need to stop <laughs> fucking around and talking about getting back into streaming with Final Fantasy yeah. thirteen as some sort of, like, draw.
1: Stop doing three-hour <laughs> podcasts and, yeah. and being masturbatory about all the games we love.
0: Oh, dude, we got a call on <laughs> New Year's Day, right? Yeah. About, like, the raw edit for the, uh, the, well, it was a five-hour Game of the Year episode. Yeah. Daniel cut it down. There was apparently a two-hour rant about... Um, Doom Eternal. S- uh, Doom Eternal? Was yeah. it Doom Eternal? Okay. Or, and then him... He trashed Demon Souls way more. We had to cut out a lot of that. Yeah. He he dragged it down. He tried to email Miyazaki. We waited in real time for a response. It It got pretty redundant after a while. What I'm trying to say is that we don't get to the fucking point. (laughs) So we've got a new format. What we're going to do is we're going to have some flyby news. It's going to come in. We're going to be like, oh, that's cool. Blah, 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 blah. But we're actually going to try to convert this to more of a topic show. Mm -hmm. So big thing happens. We're going to be talking about it. Unfortunately for our pilot episode... Two things happened. We had an agreed-upon topic. Yeah,
1: and then and, something kind of and broke. And another thing
0: <laughs> Yeah, we just wanted to talk about Lucasfilms getting back into, like, you know, doing Star Wars IP outside of EA,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and that was an easy, like, yeah. oh, cool.
1: Could have been fun, right? Could have been but fun. But then Jason Schreier's out there digging with his news reporter shovel. You journalistic
0: jabroni, <laughs> getting out there and just taking his, his shovel of a pen and, and digging up a story is what he's doing
1: god damn it so here we are he's the, he's the shovel white knight of games media
0: <laughs> i don't know if we want to call him the white knight but yeah i mean sure
1: <laughs> but we'll, we'll see how this goes think of Sorry like our, our quicker news items like as they were before as quick hits but we're gonna do it in like a i'll liken it to snl with the weekend review, how they go by news like really fast they make a quick joke and then they move on to the next thing
0: and hopefully one day scar joe will listen to our podcast as well <laughs> <laughs> Okay, well, first, to warm you up, mm. Daniel, I got a quote of the week for you. Sure, I so, love these. This is my favorite. We're going to we're gonna try to do this every week because this is fucking funny. So this week's quote is brought to you by the most quotable man in the industry, game director Joseph Fares, I believe, Fares, yeah. who previously gifted us with Fuck the Oscars back at the <laughs> 2017 Game Awards. Uh, this actually happened when he was discussing his upcoming title, It Takes Two, are we going to stream that, uh, with IGN. Joseph tripped over Microsoft's next-gen naming convention, stating, quote, That's a fucking confusing name. What the fuck's going on with Microsoft? They're losing it, man. What the fuck is going on? Like, Series S, X, Max, Next? I mean, who knows this? Come on. Madness. Call it the Microsoft box and that's it. I don't know. It's a total fucking mess. Trust me. Even them. They're confused in their offices. What is this X, S? I I don't know. What
1: the fuck? (laughs) End quote. I love that. I love it because he's just circling confusion and annoyance all in the same tweet. <laughs> yeah, you took a real big uh, divulge there. Huh? Here would have been my name for this new Microsoft machine: yeah, good. the Microsoft SSX Tricky. Because oh, it's so tricky to wrap your head around.
0: That's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I would have called it the Billbox, like after
1: like Bill Gates. Okay. But it's like a, it's a box. Okay. The Billbox. What made them think they were so above just? naming these like consoles in a number order.
0: I don't know what ha- what's what's wrong with numbers. I have to ask. It keeps me in order. What's wrong with numbers? You know what they should call the next one? Hmm. Fucking uh Xbox First Blood Part <laughs> 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 Two. To make more sense than their stupid ass naming convention. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Well, right, I mean, we,
1: we, we joke about that all the time, and it's just funny seeing people in the industry also just scratch their head about it. So
0: it's it's like they're people yeah. too. You know? Exactly. <laughs> you see the you see creators joke. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Looks like they put on their pants one leg at a
1: time as well wow what
0: if phil spencer was one of us
1: (laughs) he's not because he has the privilege of sitting in a room with miyazaki and playing elder ring
0: he could probably get us killed too you ever think about that like not that he's like a malicious person himself but like you know a man of that kind of power He's probably running to like, somebody who's like willing to do favors, you know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. if we say some shit about Phil he doesn't like, we should be
1: careful. Jeff Keeley just like sneaks into your window at night and just fucking assassinate you. <laughs> you think his mercenary <laughs> Jeff? Yeah. That's
0: what Jeff does the whole year when he's not at the Game Awards. <laughs> we couldn't figure out what his job is. He's an assassin. <laughs> it makes so much sense.
1: Assassin's Creed Keeley, <laughs> <laughs> Hitman. GameTrailers.tv. There we go. Well, cool, cool. Let's get into these quick, quick news bits here. No. No, you don't want to? Okay. All right, all right. Number one on here, and this is going to be a good one. New Pokemon Snap has a release date, and it's April 30th.
0: Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Daniel, stop. 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 No, stop drinking out of that. Stop. Stop. Oh, snap.
1: Wow. That was good. That was good. I did it. I'm excited for it. Are you? Yeah. I mean, it'll be one of those Nintendo Switch games that I say that I'm excited about, and then months later it yeah. comes out, and I play it for like a day, and then <laughs> I, sh- I shift it around for another game to make room on my I've Switch. I've been having so, a
0: habit of that, a Habit yeah. of that. you know? The only game that's like stuck in recent
1: memory has been Hades. Uh, yeah.
0: Hades has been going back to like crazy, but, but that's been my like my main thing on the Switch. Eh, same. Uh, Snap could be cute and fun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm too cute to have...
1: Fun. <laughs> You're too cute to have fun. You're too busy doing hot boy shit. <laughs> you know, that thought was supposed to be different originally. <laughs> we got there. Yeah. Yeah, we'll, we'll see how this one is. I mean, I had a blast with Pokemon Snap on the N64, but that was back when I was a Pokemon fan. I had, you know. You're a, not now? I had a notebook. You're well, not now?
0: You're uh, not now? What do you mean? Pikachu. Fucking. Went, did he become uncool suddenly? Dude? Dude?
1: <laughs> no, he didn't become uncool. I just aged out of it
0: aged out of it you never age out of the pokemans i still want to be a pokemon man i want to fucking quit my job dude to be the very best to be the very best and go out there and fucking capture pokemon and battle children and embarrass them wow where are their parents
1: well no you're gonna have to uh pokemon battle people through zoom calls you can't battle in real life anymore you could probably have like a cool pokemon background right yeah that'd be pretty cool
0: i'm in a gym (laughs) i'm in cerulean city (sighs) oh wait are you firing me
1: (laughs) (laughs) well that's neat um yeah i'll definitely buy it and i know a lot of people are really really stoked on it number two on here HBO's the last of us tv show gets a new director i know you're bummed about this that one. sucks yeah kantamir balagov director of 2019's Pole, it's a drama apparently what? okay will join on for his tv directorial debut this follows the departure of chernobyl's director johan renick or renk from their project this past november why why oh. did he leave i don't know it's stupid tv's hard i guess
0: <laughs> I mean, undoubtedly, but still, I was—that yeah. was actually one of the more exciting parts of this news. Um, or originally, when they said they were doing a TV show adaptation, like, oh, somebody who did Chernobyl is working on it. Awesome! That's great he might actually bring the right amount of gravity <laughs> to mm-hmm. this material to make it not just feel like a well a video game adaptation right mm-hmm. uh but yeah that's less exciting i don't know i don't know this other guy's work so i don't know how to feel one way or another yeah
1: now. i don't know too much about i don't know too much about him myself but neil Druckmann himself says quote Cantomir is a brilliant director who shares our love for joel and ellie's journey stoked that he's joining the T-Low family." So. The what? The t
0: The t Wow. <laughs>
1: yeah. Okay, I've never heard
0: that out loud before. There it is. Interesting.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, if, if Neil Druckmann has has faith in him and, you know, they have this kind of working bond now and he thinks he can, you know, contribute to the vision of what this TV series can can be, then, you know, I'm, I'm up for it. I'm, I'm not super stoked for the idea of this TV show as it is. I think the, the video game format of The Last of Us serves it well. Mm. And I'm just... My worry for the show is that it's just going to reek of redundancy, like yeah. hitting the same beats of the video game, but not doing it with nearly as much oomph.
0: Yeah, is it going to be much of a surprise for fans? I mean, the whole point of The Last of Us from uh, a design standpoint is to be as like photorealistic and mm-hmm. grounded in reality as possible. So it's like when you adapt it, it's like there's no stylistic decision that needs to be made to like make you know boston look gritty Mm -hmm. right like so it's like one of those things where it's like is this a does it deserve an adaptation to like is it going to be interesting or is it just trying to like get the story of the last of us in front of people that wouldn't otherwise play the game
1: i think it's that (sighs) but the interesting thing about the last of us is it was a game that got a lot of people into video games that i don't think were otherwise into them you Mm -hmm. know i've seen a lot of people like watch like hypercuts of you know just the cinematics or the full game on twitch or play it themselves and like these are people who wouldn't typically be gamers so yeah i think it is probably more of like a let's get it out to as many people as possible and especially if they're doing the thing where they're just trying to retell the story of the first game yeah but we'll see where it goes i hope after a while it doesn't keep hitting the same beats like i would not want to see season one be the last of us part one and then season two be the last of us part two i would want to see them branch off and do maybe like survivor stories within that world or something like that a little bit more expansive
0: yeah so yeah it's not going to be a limited series is what they're
1: saying yeah right it's, they're going to make a
0: ongoing series yeah. of the last of us yeah
1: it's not going to be like hbo's watchmen that was just kind of one and
0: done yeah yeah interesting
1: yeah right, we'll see how that goes. we'll see how it goes who knows when it'll even come out
0: oh yeah especially yeah. with the uh, the covid impact the
1: covid killer yeah strikes again of course well number three on here why why well because we got it the hits they keep coming kevin uh number three delays are all the rage so it should be no shock that portkey games is delaying hogwarts legacy until 2022 quote we are giving the game the time it needs the developer said in a tweet oh okay cool gotcha sucks to suck yeah (laughs) i gotta wonder if this is gonna help at
0: all for for that game um what help get away from the controversy
1: (laughs) of jk rowling
0: uh yeah i don't know i don't think it will I mm. think, um, we all remember how big of a goddamn turf j k Rowling is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the fact that no matter how much that this um studio and WB games tries to distance themselves from j k mm. uh she still benefits from this game, yeah, you know, or that wallet benefits.
1: I don't think Twitter memory is short uh, no, it, nor is the internet, so people are gonna remember this a year out. I just I hope at least that point maybe their opinion soften towards the general development team because it's like. Mm. not their fault you know that jk rowling's a turf
0: oh no one's no one's blaming the development mm. team i don't i don't think mm-hmm. um it's just that hey you know they associate like there's an association there yeah. right sorry <laughs> maybe not all the um derision is being directed at them for developing it mm-hmm. but it's just like yeah yep yeah, it's called a consideration yeah <laughs> at this point and some people consider somebody who doesn't think that trans people are what real or should have rights mm-hmm. uh is something to consider when it comes to association so
1: yeah it's a bummer because it's like one of those things where I, I would love to hit her where it hurts with a fucking expelliarmus and be like ah not buying your game but it's don't like...
0: use her words <laughs>
1: <laughs> but also it's just like not buying the game hurts the development team and the people who were initially really stoked to be a part of this and should benefit from it but
0: it hurt. I mean, well, that's also like kind of try to say like, well, everyone was guaranteed to have bought this game, mm-hmm. so we got to think about their health. That's not how <laughs> with products work. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's it's hurting the uh charcoal toothpaste industry that I don't buy from them. Mm-hmm. I, I suppose in the same way. I don't know. Yeah, that's always a weird. One. I've seen that one thrown out where it's like, oh, think about you know them. I'm like, yeah, it's an unfortunate circumstance. Mm-hmm. I could still choose not to, you know, support the product without the guilt of feeling like I'm hurting their decisions to be employed by this company.
1: Yeah. That's not my decision. <laughs> that that's just part of it, right? So. Well so you're you're still on the side where you hundred percent will not be picking up this game. I won't be picking up this okay. game. No.
0: I don't uh, want to. And I don't begrudge anybody who, who would, mm-hmm. but I just think it's a... When it comes to the consideration of games, things that make me feel like I'm doing active bad mm-hmm. while making a purchasing decision, it's like, hmm. This one kind of like weighs a little heavier sure, in some ways, just because of... And I've said this before, J.K. Rowling's influence, you know, it's it's a little different. Like with CD Projekt Red, they make blunders and such. And they're not, I won't say I'm excusing them in any way with some of their tweets and how they treated social media. Sure. It has been very like edge lordy and shit <laughs> and really, really not um, good. Mm-hmm. But um, it's like J.K. Rowling has this huge reach and she is using her fortune and her platform in order to disparage and hurt a large yeah. cohort. Of people Mm. and i just don't think that's like i don't want any of my money even being fucking indirectly thrown in that direction i'm saying that's it but like if somebody else wants to make a decision going like i love this universe Mm. i have
1: different reasons and i can separate art from creator and all that power to i guess that's okay. right <laughs> fair enough, fair enough.
0: <laughs> not how i'm built
1: yeah i think that's gonna be the buyer dilemma for a yep. lot of people on that one and it's a bummer because what two years ago when we talked about this game from the leaked footage that came out we were super hyped about it
0: yeah i know i really I, I like the idea of the game
1: it yeah. looks cool but eh, i don't know i'm older i don't have to play every fucking game that comes out you know what i'm saying no, I don't know what you're saying because your Kevin has to play every game that comes out. Paper. Well,
0: I like to touch most games <laughs> sure. that come out. Sure. <laughs> All right. Well, I still haven't picked up Watch Dogs Three. <laughs> you okay. A, a, Legion. A younger Kevin would have immediately gotten it, even if no matter how much interaction I've had with it. Hmm. Are See, you waiting for
1: a sale, or you just don't care?
0: I don't. Know, I don't really care. Hmm. I'm fine. Fair enough. Play a lot of Watch Dogs in my life. See, I'm yeah. getting older, Daniel. <laughs>
1: getting older. Your time matters now. You can't be yeah. playing every bullshit game that comes out. Definitely not. Well, number four on here, which I know is a game that you will care about, Resident Evil Village will be getting a full digital showcase Thursday, January 21st.
0: Oh my god!
1: From the official Capcom Twitter, whoa, quote, don't miss the RE Showcase on January 21st at 2pm Pacific. Join Resident Evil producers and our host... Brittany brombacher oh, on a wonder. guided tour of resident evil village including a new trailer first ever gameplay and more resident evil news oh my god very very cool are you stoked about that
0: oh my god mm, i'm interested
1: yeah are you mad that they didn't ask you to host as the uh ask me to host? captain i'm a liability <laughs> Fair. <laughs> as it comes to,
0: capcom captain has to lay low sometimes right because they never know what i'm gonna say that's yeah. part of my contract I'm, I'm not there to
1: hype you up i'm there to be me That's true. In a bigly way. Yeah. (laughs) You know? One of the big takeaways from this, this, I guess, showcase trailer was uh, the eight-foot-tall vampire lady that everybody's horny for. Ah, tall lady. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. there's a lot of uh, thirst out there Mm. online. Uh, I like to think that it's giving... um... An extra set of eyes on the resident evil universe in a way like never before <laughs> how, how do you feel about the tall lady are you uh, are you boned up on, on this tall woman
1: i mean i'm as horny as anybody is to be stepped on by a very tall lady and she looks very cool she looks like she's got you know control of her people but i just She's <laughs> <in control laughs> for people. i don't know she, oh, okay i don't really know her like that but i gotcha i, I do gotcha. want to know her cohorts like the surrounding right. little group of uh vampirettes that are with her
0: right right the normal size vampires <laughs> yeah. gotcha not yeah. the empress vampires <laughs> yeah. yeah uh i guess anybody walking into this podcast at this point mm-hmm. as an outsider is confused um online culture has decided that they're very horny about a enemy type character shown in the showcase trailer who's extremely tall Mm -hmm. and a woman and wears a hat (laughs) and wears a a old timey hat and Mm -hmm. she looks like a flapper kind of right like old 20s uh, flapper interesting Mm -hmm. very different for the resident evil universe not to say that there isn't tall women otherwise (laughs) in the series i'm just saying like as a she's supposed to be like a one of the enemies Mm -hmm. in the game
1: interesting Um, everything about this game strikes me as very interesting and blood and and different everyone's like
0: beast man and shit in this in the trailers and whatnot yeah i'm very interested
1: to see what this is werewolf man and vampire women like what Mm. what is village
0: well it is the conclusion to the story began with resident evil 7 Mm -hmm. i don't know how besides (laughs) the fact that ethan is there and chris is there but i i i I have hope that they'll land it back to Mm -hmm. like whatever narrative that is. But yeah. it's interesting. Like, who are these people? What the fuck? What are they doing out there in that goddamn cat? I have so many questions. I love it. <laughs>
1: it's great. Yeah, I'm, I'm into it. So hopefully this showcase gives us a, a lot. Hopefully we get a release date because we know it's coming out in 2021. Oh, we have but we to, don't yeah. know when. And otherwise, do you think we get any other like reveals or information from that? Showcase?
0: Well, Capcom is currently taking up sign-ups through their um, ambassador p- program, the Resident mm-hmm. Evil ambassador program, to play some sort of online closed beta. Mm. For th- And they're just calling it like, oh, it's the Resident Evil 25th celebration title. And it's like, so are you... So some people are like, is there an online mode for RE8? Mm-hmm. Or is it something else entirely? Of course, the aesthetic gamer on Twitter, the famous Capcom leaker, uh, has... Just very openly referred to it as a resistance revamp. So implying that it's Resident Evil Resistance revamped in some way, which makes me far less excited Mm -hmm. for whatever that could be. Let it go. Let resistance go. (laughs) It died. Give us Outbreak. Give us mercenaries. Give us something we want, Capcom. Like, literally. Literally. Like, resistance again? What numbers were you seeing, (laughs) Capcom?
1: (laughs) I feel (laughs) like there was such a hard fallout fall off point for it like even harder sure. than marvel's avengers i pe- feel like people dropped off this game
0: yeah people play- i mean some people were like "Ah, resistance is uh pretty okay and it's like mm-hmm. yeah it struck that uh dead by daylight kind of tone you know the yeah. asymmetrical thing but like was which is so famous these days but for me it's like ah, it's not really a want i want a co-op experience mm-hmm. sure but i don't um,
1: mind those characters being in it either
0: yeah actually i didn't hate that i just hated like how it played where it's basically you're stuck And getting griefed by one, you know, master player, right? Who is just sending endless hordes of shit at you while you have a time and it's just annoying and you can get deadlocked and some of the design didn't support the idea that people are assholes. So you would end up in situations where it's like, oh, I'm getting Mr. X in a corner. Mm -hmm. And like some rounds I had were fucking like a minute and a half. Mm It was like dead.
1: What are the chances that they just changed the game loop entirely?
0: I don't know. At that point, it's like, is it a different title then? Mm-hmm. And just sell as a different title? I would. Mm-hmm. I would try.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I don't know. Remember that Capcom leak that happened? Mm-hmm. Like the rumor is that they're working on something that's like similar to Outbreak, if not Outbreak, like a remake or something mm. of it. I would prefer that that's what this is. Okay. Like a thousand percent. I think all fans would prefer that. Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> but we'll see. We got a week to wait. That's true. Yeah. One last question. Do oh. you think we get anything from Resident Evil 4 Remake? no no i think that's way too nothing to steal the thunder from village that
0: and that yeah exactly exactly you don't (laughs) want to take that thunder away from re8 right now i wouldn't as as a business person i would be like i'm not going to tease something that people will obviously want more than re8 yeah (laughs) like at all (laughs) like let's not do that yeah so we'll see we shall see well that's friend.
1: it for the weekend review recap in in gaming whatever we're gonna call this this is tentative
0: that was good yeah i love that tent
1: yeah
0: <laughs> i love that tent well let's move on to our topics my friend the first topic that we're gonna talk about on our show is cyber bunk <laughs> 2021 because that's this okay yeah i should have done time. okay you want to try it again um c- cyber cuck 2077 okay cyber cucked. Or We Got Cyber 2077. Do You like that? I'm okay with that. Is that good? Yeah. All right. Topic number one. Cuck! <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate this. So this is a two-parter. CD Projekt Red actually apologized for Cyberpunk 2077's rough launch in a five-minute video. Okay. They posted it on Twitter. I got some highlights for you, mm, Daniel. Okay? Sure. So it was Marcin Iwinski? Am I, am I right? Really Why do you today? ask me as if I know? <laughs> aren't you polish <laughs> no i don't okay so, <laughs> let's see Marcin iwinski okay nailed it yeah, yeah yeah so he he was on the video very solemnly looking at the camera and going hello fans that da. reading off a teleprompter sure um he had a sad puppy dog face the entire time no smiles were cracked during this one. Oh, poor guy <laughs> i like that the video is titled our comment
1: that's uh, it yep it was our comment that could have come from anyone
0: uh, well, how come it wasn't, sorry, Samurais? <laughs> <laughs> so, I got a few quotes that he had. So, okay. one thing he said was Despite good reviews on PC, the console version of Cyberpunk 2077 did not meet the quality standard we wanted it to meet. Okay. Got that's...
1: a four for consoles. Uh, yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Four out of ten there. It also got delisted on PlayStation Store. So, not meeting a quality standard for sure. Yeah. Another quote. Quote number two, please don't fault any of our teams for what happened. Myself and the board are the final decision makers, and it was our call to release the game, end quote. I actually believe that. Yes, I believe that was definitely their call to push the game out before it was ready. We'll get into that in a moment. Uh, Marcin also, uh, sorry, Marcin mentions they aim to make the game look epic on PCs and then adjust for console, especially older generations. And he says, quote, I think time has proven that we underestimated that task, end quote so he also stated that they tested every part of the experience but their testing did not reveal the issues console players encountered hmm. can i it's an audio podcast we can't do like a big like the doubt meme on mm-hmm. <laughs> the middle of the screen we go we flash it and do air horn boop, 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 and with the doubt
1: yeah i think i could find a doubtful like yeah. sound cut
0: Oh, as in I don't make this... Okay, that makes sense. I'm sorry. (laughs) Also, a little news, if anybody was wondering. The PS5 and Xbox Series X versions of the game will not release until the second half of 2021. All DLC content has been pushed to and will release sometime later this year. Literally sometime. Actually, they didn't provide any exact dates. I don't think they'll ever give us uh, an exact date ever again after (laughs) what happened with this game. Mm -hmm. So... First, I want to stop. What are your initial thoughts on this, uh, our comment? Do you give them any credit for, like, kind of, well, owning up and saying, hey, this didn't go the way we wanted and we're sorry
1: that people are upset? Or how do you feel? Would they have given this apology otherwise if like they hadn't been delisted and they haven't had like european and polish watchdogs coming after their company or like the investors pushing back or fan pushback or media pushback (laughs) like i feel like if none of this blowback had happened they probably would have let it slide by and just you know worked on it as it as it as it happened and come up with their roadmap as they they needed to i think at this point though they definitely had to address it they had Mm. to get in front of it because the it's not good. Like, a lot of what's happening is not a good look for the, the studio. Um, one that just kind of prided itself and hoped they would get by on the hem of their skirts just because, like, they are known and prolific for having made The Witcher 3. It's just, like, I don't know. That was not... Yeah, I feel like they should just... I don't know. It It doesn't feel like it's too late. It's. I mean, it's been a month since the game came out. Mm-hmm. Um, it does feel like kind of a minimalistic apology. But I do appreciate... You know, him saying, hey, don't come at our dev team. Like, it's not their fault, you know. And he's right. Come at the people who made these decisions. Come at, like, upper management leadership. Because they pushed this project in ways that, you know, shouldn't have been pushed. And released it when it wasn't ready to be released. And, mm-hmm. you know, so many other laundry list things that they shouldn't have done. Right. Um, at least they kind of put out a roadmap um, and kind of have, like... Fixes and- it's
0: not much of a roadmap. Did you see the picture? Yeah, I did. <laughs> you see the picture where it's just like here. I, first of all,
1: it's confusing as
0: fuck. <laughs> well,
1: because they do it in the same way that they do all of their yellow backed like <laughs> announcements
0: yeah, I I know, and then it's like, well, here here's a thermometer showing the year, and then the the, the console editions or the PS5 next gen, we think it'll be on this side of the thermometer. Mm. <laughs> Could that what? There's no specific months or dates <laughs> or milestones on that thermometer. Just later, yeah, just just uh, you know, second half, H two half two of the year.
1: <laughs> it's just the whole thing was kind of a a problem, you know, and mm. we'll get into it when we dive into the trier stuff about it obviously but you know it clearly wasn't ready to be released in the fashion that it was they should have yeah. focused their energy in one direction or other either release it for pc or release it for next gen first or last gen first and or, d- then, or delay the whole thing or delay the whole thing until it's and all kind of in order until
0: every version of that game is working yeah. to the standard that they want now one comic one comment i was seeing online is that some people felt that this him just saying that like oh um it wasn't up to the quality that we thought and we tested it and didn't think it was that bad mm-hmm. that it's kind of indirectly throwing their qa team under the bus mm-hmm. almost suggesting that like oh they they tested it and somehow missed all these bugs mm-hmm. you know where it's like fuck you dude <laughs> you every, forgot about that because like the thing that's uh known in game development or maybe it's not known to people which mm-hmm. is there is QA testers, quality assurance testers mm-hmm. that go through every aspect of a game to figure out where all the bugs are, and they call out things that don't get prioritized mm-hmm. because, well, uh, the team just decides
1: no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're not going
0: to make these fixes. To yeah. call out a
1: bug that might, you know, be prominent may take weeks of undoing and you yeah. know recoding and stuff, and that sets their release schedule back even more. So, right, well, I could see them ignoring Yeah.
0: Stuff. So like it's like they're they're finding the bugs and it's like it's up to management to figure out what are we going to do about the bugs, mm-hmm. right? It's not like QA can just like solve everything that they like no. run into, right? That's not their job. They're play testing it, right? Mm-hmm. So, okay. So I could see that where it's like, "Hmm, you're kind of saying like you're acting like you didn't know, but I'm pretty sure you had a whole team telling you that it was that." Mm-hmm. And going into the Shrier article that we're going to talk about in a second, seems like that was what was up, right? Yeah. It was totally a management decision to push this game out for whatever reason. Despite whatever issues right in the face of whatever we're the devs that made the witcher 3 we got this right <laughs> so yeah i and i think the other question is like oh do you find the apology sincere mm-hmm. i have my own opinion on a corporation giving an apology yeah like when it comes to sincerity i don't know i think one person can give you sincerity mm-hmm. this was a written response that was looked over by multiple people legal and upper management
1: mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: sincerity goes out the window window when you have a community making these apologies.
1: Yeah. in the most kind like of like of civil safe way possible. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah.
0: Do you, do you feel that way where she's just like, Oh, you know, at least they're owning up. Like, do you feel like ownership is occurring here?
1: Again, like I said, I feel like it's, they're just doing it because all these other things. because blow Yeah. Just yeah. And like, okay. it's again, it's a month after the fact, if they were sincere about it, they would have come out way sooner mm. and said something way more sincere about it, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like right uh, away. I think at this point, like when they're just getting hurt so bad financially from it, it's like, they're just trying to recoup it any way that they can. Right, um, right. Right. And it's sad. Cause it's like, I, I don't think they wanted the launch to go this way. When they started putting this game together, fans didn't want the launch to go this way. Nobody did. People wanted to see this game succeed. I, regardless of how I feel about a studio or whatever, it's like, I never want to see a game fail. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's just, there's a lot of failures here that are hard to overlook.
0: So, Let's talk about the other side of this. And the uh, one theory has been thrown about is that uh, CD project Red made their statement because they knew mm-hmm. that Jason Trier was talking to a lot of developers that were mm-hmm. either at the studio or previously with the studio and with the intention of releasing one of his famous industry <laughs> articles. Ah, it was so funny. Like, what was it? I was about to stream last night and mm-hmm. he sent out a tweet going, Hey, I'm writing an article that I think people are gonna be well that I think people have been waiting for, mm-hmm. and I'm gonna post it at 10:30 because my boss has told me to do that because <laughs> it's better for UK time. And it's like people are like, "What the fuck? What's okay. going on? What is it gonna be?" And of course, it's <laughs> Cyberpunk, right? So, Jason Trier spoke to 20 current and former CD Projekt Red devs who said the game. Wasn't ready to launch, Hmm. if you can believe that, Daniel. Now, the article is called Inside Cyberpunk 2077's Disastrous Rollout, which you can find on Bloomberg, because that's where he works these days. I got a few pull quotes from his article here. The first one being, although Cyberpunk was announced in 2012, the company was then still mainly focused on its last title. I believe that's The Witcher 3. And full development didn't start until late 2016, employees said. That was when CD Projekt essentially hit the reset button, according to people familiar with the project, end quote. So that's an interesting one, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they announced it way before they even started working on it, mm-hmm. basically. Um, which was something that happened with Anthem as well. Yes. Like, it was made... Like, people had this idea that, you know, Anthem was in development for, like, six, seven years, and mm-hmm. actually there's only... Like, like two 18 years. months. Yeah, 18 <laughs> months of fucking, like, real work went into it. Yeah. Uh, so that's interesting but, that that happened here. This part
1: got picked... Yeah. apart by a lot of people where they're like oh well no duh we knew it was only worked on for like four or five years and it's like some people were under the impression that it's been worked on pretty actively since 2012 or 20
0: yeah absolutely people <laughs> would think that they were like yeah hey, i remember when they announced it that mm-hmm. means they're working on it right and it's like no that means they announced that they're thinking yeah.
1: of working on it yeah that's not clear i with mean like <laughs> the overlap there's so hard because they were definitely working on which 3, 3, three stuff which didn't that's... come out until
0: 2015 yeah and
1: they yeah. were working on a lot of expansive content for that as well like blood and wine and then what was the other one
0: ah! Uh, oh, it's going to kill me. Blood and Wine and Heart of something. The the Heart of Geralt. Heart of Yennefer. Heart of Yennefer. Yeah, you're close. <laughs> uh, I got another pull quote for you, my friend. Uh, quote, much of CD Projekt's focus, according to several people who worked on Cyberpunk 2077, was on impressing the outside world. Uh, yeah, so actually in the article... Apparently, CDPR released a press demo for E3 2018 that was, quote, mostly fake, end quote. That's coming from Jason, (laughs) according to the article. The game's director, Adam Badowski, disputed this claim in a, quote, tweet after the fact, stating, quote, It's hard for a trade show game demo not to be a test of vision or vertical slice two years before the game Mm. even ships. Mm. That doesn't mean it's fake, end quote. That's, um, I think that's a salient point. Yeah. Duh, whatever you show off, like, years before the game came out is not the game, Mm -hmm. basically. But also, at the same time, there's mysticism in the industry, right? Mm -hmm. These things are not readily made clear to either the press or fans Mm -hmm. that what you're seeing isn't, oh, the game is playable. Like, no, (laughs) they're vertical slices. So, I don't know. That's that's one of those, like, gray areas for me. When it comes to fake, I think that's a huge, like, oh, come on, dude, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're acting like that isn't something that was eventually going to, you know... That's the vision for the game, essentially, mm-hmm. right? But whatever you see before a game comes out, I don't know. What, what are your thoughts on that? That's a, that, that's a point of contention.
1: I mean, what? E3 2018 was uh, over two years ago. A yeah. lot is subject to change over that time. And I mean, you kind of had a sense that it had to be kind of a hard work in progress because they weren't yeah. putting that demo on show floors. They were giving it to no. games media behind like, closed-door events. Yeah. So it was, yeah. it was very much like curated and i feel like even then they were supposed to be very tight-lipped about the things that they saw or experienced Mm. just due to like ndas and whatnot um i don't think it's fair to say like a demo is a fake because we've seen a lot of demos that like are they change over time yeah and
0: and they're all honestly purposely made for an event like a trade show they're almost like proofs of concept but publishers have kind of hidden the fact that what you're seeing isn't the game Mm -hmm. because that's such a complicated thing to get into with a customer, Mm -hmm. right? Like just a normal like fan is like, what do you mean that's not the game? I see it right there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, this was actually just like a slice that was developed to make sure that it's working from end to end Mm -hmm. and showing everything for what we're trying to nail in the final product. But if you were to see where we actually are, it's just fucking wireframes and grids and weird lighting and textureless fucking objects (laughs) floating through space. That's the game all the way. And what he was trying to say, up until almost the launch of the game is when games come together. That's Mm -hmm. something that's like a a concept that even Jason Schreier has written about. So it's a little weird for me in the article for him to go like, it's completely fake. It's like, dude, you know what a vertical slice is? Like kind of provide that context there Mm -hmm. as well. Like, hey, this is not, this is, this is an industry practice is to create a vertical slice that may not be representative of the final game. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if he was trying to say like, CD project red was selling it as this is officially the game da, 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 it's real, you know, know well, it's a weird one.
1: I mean, I think with the, the demo that came out at that time, they got the essence of what the world was going to yeah. be like the aesthetic of it. And like more or less what you were going to be seeing in night city stuff is subject to change though. Like gameplay mechanics or storylines or otherwise. Right,
0: But it, you know, the important thing, <laughs> they even say thinking.
1: like demo <laughs> is not like indicative of like the final product. There's just yeah. like an asterisk <laughs> statement at the bottom of, of the demo. Yeah.
0: I don't know. It's a weird thing. It, <laughs> It, that's a touchy one for me. Cause it's like, yeah, literally every fucking developer does, does mm. that shit. Anyway, anyway, a little Wait, more. That's I feel
1: a- like you've been the one who's been often burned by like, you know, bull shots or vertical slices. So you think this is fair though? Like for, hmm. for them to defend it and be like, yeah, no, it's, it's not a fake. This is an effort that we would kind of put in place and.
0: I, uh, yeah, I th- I think it's fair for them to come back and just be like, dude, why, why would you look at a, a vertical slice and be like, this is completely fake fake isn't how there are mm-hmm. assets and such that ended up in the game. And he even said on his uh, response, he's like, if you look at the segment that's in the final game, like with uh, the, the dum dumb and what's going on there, like it's all in the mm-hmm. final game. Like, <laughs> so it's weird for you to yeah. call it fake. I don't know. I my mind is being rendered by this. Where I'm just like, well, overall, yeah, it is a weird thing to try to show things to people that aren't indicative of final product. But at the same time, like that's been the fucking game, dude, mm. for years. That that's what E3 is. <laughs> Completely, we're trying to sell this thing to you that looks like garbage behind the scenes, mm. but we need you to buy it eventually, right? I don't know. It, it's I don't like it. That's why I'm always very suspect about those things mm-hmm. or I'm suspect about like just completely CG trailers where I was like, oh, you have nothing to show. Yeah. But then again, I'm just like, well, of course they have nothing to show. This game probably isn't coming out for three years. You know, the, That's true. <laughs> that kind of thing. You're it's the type and forth.
1: You're pretty realistic where it's like you're not impressed by the thing until it's actually in your hands. Yeah.
0: Until it's the thing. Yeah.
1: Right. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. But I, I,
0: I get to a degree where it's not feasible for a company to dump a bunch of money into something that they won't announce until they're like 10 months out from it. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, maybe a company like Bethesda can get away with it because they already, you know, have made a bunch of money sure. porting Skyrim to everything so they can do that with Fallout 4 or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But, I don't know, for the most part it may not be feasible for like whatever investments are happening. Then again, the government of Poland is
1: investing in
0: CD Projekt Red.
1: Yes. I feel like they're the fourth branch of their Polish government.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so anyway, okay. anyway. So, next part down here I think uh, is was pretty interesting from the article is that Despite CD Projekt's red insistence overtime would not be mandatory during the game's development, employees still felt pressured by managers and coworkers to crunch. A former audio programmer on the game told Bloomberg, quote, "There were times when I would crunch up to 13 hours a day. A little bit over that was my record probably, and I would do that 5 days a week working like that." End quote. Long hours, however, did not prevent inevitable delays. Uh, even when the game went gold in October, meaning it was ready to be produced on physical disks, developers were still finding major bugs. The push for management was to release before Sony and Microsoft's new consoles did, so the company could benefit from a double dip of sorts. Wadowski's response to Schreier's claim that most of the staff felt the game wouldn't be ready for 2020 was, quote, You've talked with 20 people. I wouldn't call that most of the over 500 people staff openly said what you claim, end quote. So there's a few things there. Mm-hmm. One thing I want to point out that actually Jason, Jason pointed out to Budowski responding to him on Twitter, which mm-hmm. by the way, uh, Jason says that he reached out to CD project red and they didn't make Budowski available to him for to comment on anything that he was writing. Oh, wow. But decided yeah. to respond publicly like that. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Um, and then the second factor is he didn't respond to the accusation, accusations of crunch whatsoever, which mm-hmm. should be kind of pushed up a little bit more yeah. <laughs> in this conversation where it's like, well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, Like, I I agree. Vertical slice. You can make an argument over that. And then I do kind of agree to the point where it's like, well, Jason's only kind of writing on the experience of 20 people out of a 500 person crew. It's like, well, yeah, overall, you're not going to get a real sense of a one communal mind idea of Mm. of what this story is. Everyone's going to have their different perspective on it. Sure, But it is fucking egregious that he didn't comment on the crime stuff. Mm. I think, you know, it's like it it happened you're out there saying it's not gonna happen and then that whole fucking blow up what a couple of months back where he's like turns out we're gonna have to crunch yeah. <laughs> do you remember that no i, I do like okay cool oh. yeah so it seems like he kind of did a sidestep around that but yeah, yeah it's weird that he's commenting through twitter after the fact mm-hmm. you could have been a part of this article mm-hmm. you could have like helped shape this narrative from your perspective and instead you just you know allow these fucking volleys to occur and then get reactive about it man Kind of like their apology. Kind of like what CD Projekt Red has done overall.
1: Yeah. A lot of it is not like. It doesn't feel super thought out. No. it feels very that's, like, yeah, knee thank jerk. You. That's
0: what I'm trying to get to. It doesn't feel super thought out.
1: Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. Much like the production of this game. So, um, this article I thought it was going to be like a longer deep dive, but I appreciate some of the pull aways and testimonies from the, these 20 people that worked on it. Um, it seems like there was a lot of that we, we talked about with, with Anthem a year or so back, look, a lot of that Bioware magic in place here where, you know, they were just trying to get by on the fact that like, this was a studio that made the Witcher. Hmm. So it didn't really matter. They can do whatever they needed to, you know, and it, it would just come together and it seems like it just came together. And I don't know, like most games do the worst of circumstances, maybe crunch, s- bad s- conditions.
0: mean some of the idea that <laughs> things come together when you have a proper plan in place yeah. made by experienced people that know when to set, actual boundaries yeah (laughs) because because one thing uh in the article also mentions that they were building out their engine for this game while developing the game which was described in an analog as trying to build the tracks while the train is like running on it <laughs> like building the tracks out in front of it
1: yeah one of the kind of quotes here it's it's also from Adrian Jackablack the, the former audio oh, the audio program. Uh, said one of his colleagues asked during a meeting how the company thought it would be able to pull off a technically more challenging project in the same time frame as The Witcher someone answered we'll figure it out along the way which is like, what?
0: <laughs> That's not a plan.
1: Uh, for years, CD Projekt Red had thrived on that mentality, but this time the company wasn't able to pull it off. I knew it wasn't going to go well, said Jackie Block. I just didn't know how disastrous it would be. Um, yeah, it's, it's one of those things where even internally, like they got the notification and an announcement that the game would be coming out in April of 2020. And they were all under the heavy impression that the game probably wouldn't even be ready until 2022. Right. So it's like, it was a lot of skin of their teeth minute-to-minute decisions and development to make this happen when it probably could have used more time.
0: Yeah, I think it's a weird mentality to say, like, hey, we'll just figure it out as we go, but also we have this very concrete deadline to get this done. Mm -hmm. Those ideas don't merge together. If you're trying to feel your way through this game, Mm -hmm. then you don't have a deadline on it. You don't put that pressure on your team either, right? Like, if if you're going to develop in that style, right? Because there's plenty of devs out there that are like, it's done when it's done, right? Mm um bethesda famously kind of does sure. that with their games where it's just like uh eh, well you know we'll get there when we get there like with starfield they're gonna fucking be talking about starfield for the next 10 years yes. That's right? well, not coming out to like 2020 yeah exactly so it's so that's a weird mentality right where it's like we're gonna get this out we're gonna crunch toward it but we don't even really know how we're gonna get this done <laughs> fuck off
1: that's yeah. not good <laughs> what's going on there would it have been such a terrible thing for this game to have come out in 2022 no maybe have not focused on last gen and just been a next gen experience i think that would have been perfect i think that should have been what had happened and it's kind of a travesty that it didn't
0: well like the error on their part is announcing it so early yeah right i feel like this should be a huge testament to like not doing that shit Mm -hmm. but that is a financially driven decision because you want to get investors on board you want to get them Mm pre-orders you know and it's like well if you have to do these things to survive, it's probably because um, game development is an unhealthy, unthought-out system, mm-hmm. you know? You gotta make sure you have the right supports in play, you got have the right thresholds going on. It's like, they're just flying on the seat of their fucking pants trying to develop an engine at the same time that they're making a massive open-world game, yeah. while, while fucking feeding by the shovelful the marketing splendor of this perfect game, the mm-hmm. follow-up to The Witcher 3. You made a lot of mistakes on this one, Yeah. <laughs> you know? And, like, of course it was always just going to be a fucking game.
1: That's what it is. It's just a fucking game. Even when it works well. It's just a
0: fucking game. It's fine. Mm. I'm not saying
1: it's a bad game. I'm just saying it's okay. It's cool. Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. It's just, it's a bummer that people who were super invested in it and bought into the seven-year hype of it, eight-year hype of it, got in, w- was one of the eight million pre-orders for this sure, game. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, our good buddy Vargi was kind of, like, really disappointed by the end product, and he was super stoked on this, and it's just, like, it's, it's a bummer to hear that people, like, I think some people are able to kind of push aside blemishes of games, but this is able to be seen through from, like, a mile away. People aren't buying it. People aren't happy with the experience, and I can't blame them.
0: (laughs) Hey, you can't blame them. It wasn't ready. They released it out there because they, you know, said that this is when we want to do it. And Mm. that next-gen thing is pretty interesting, too. So for, like, they always intended for people who bought the last-gen version to get a free upgrade. Upgrade, But, like, I guess they were trying to bank on the excitement over the next gen version sure. or n- new people would be onboarding i don't know <laughs> it, it seems like uh that wasn't worth it that, i could have told you that like that what you're doing
1: that's not worth it <laughs> i mean yeah any studio that's ever tried to do that like i don't think it's ever gone well for
0: no <laughs> no honestly like
1: they should have just released it for pc first and then just optimized and released it for ps5 i know and i PS5 have could, an xbox i don't think they could have gotten
0: away with that yeah oh wait you said so release on pc and ps4 and xbox or are you just saying pc first completely yeah so
1: i'll say it again yeah yeah i feel like they should have released on pc first and then next gen after gotcha yeah i know that's that's harder to do because it's like there's more money in the in the console market for stuff like that but even still like those pre-orders are still there so
0: never come out with the the last gen
1: wow yeah yeah what
0: was the point it shouldn't have oh. fucking happened that would have been crazy though. Yeah, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's like, well, we're talking about install base, right? Like yeah. that is not a smart financial decision. No, not at all, at all.
1: But it's... was it a smart financial decision to do what they had done? Thirteen million people fucking <laughs> bought it.
0: <laughs> yeah, but... <laughs> I don't think they got thirteen. Here, here's what I'm gonna put it. I don't think they got thirteen million refunds.
1: Like no, but they ate a lot in terms of refunds. <laughs> they ate a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And... They they gar they gargled that fucking garbage. But yeah, yeah. I and ate... now they have bad faith in the consumer's mouth. They have bad mm-hmm. faith in companies that they work yeah. closely with like Sony and Microsoft like mm. I don't know man
0: <laughs> Yeah right, right, right I think um part of it was having to downscale the downscale division to get it to work perfectly on on yeah. last gen right I think they, they could fix it up and whatnot as much as possible but damn that's going to eat into like development time and time for the uh, DLC and all that mm-hmm. Yeah a lot of consequences here Yeah consequences of their own actions yeah. how strange
1: I don't have the answers cuz I'm not upper management we have I'm not answers. a developer but I answer. could just say, "Hey, you could have just delayed it." <laughs>
0: no, hey, hey this what's, is this, what's the answer? This is a new save room. We have the answers. <laughs> <laughs> we'll we'll tell you what to do. CD Projekt Red, get us into 2013. <laughs> We're going in the the gaming time machine. We'll get in there and be like, first of all, hire uh, somebody who's better at social media than fucking edge lords. Okay, thank yeah, you. All right, we just we just working. we helped. <laughs> that's it. But well, you you gonna get the next gen version?
1: I mean. For one, I was never very hyped on cyberpunk. Yeah. I don't like the genre all that much. I think it's kind of whatever. Cyberpunk uh, and this game, cyberpunk's feasible. I <laughs> <laughs> cybernetics. Who would want that?
0: Who would want that? I but want an
1: iPhone. I feel like a lot of just like the conversation about the game and its controversies has kind of like turned me off from it too. Just like kind of the haphazard trans sentiments, the racial sentiments that I don't know. It just seems like it could have ma- been made with more care. But I will definitely be saving my money until like there's a ps5 version for sure Mm -hmm. i'm not i'm not getting it for ps4
0: yeah yeah that makes sense i mean why would you right
1: but (laughs) why would anyone i mean i don't think that's gonna fix it'll fix like the bugs and optimization but i don't think it's gonna fix any core problems with maybe the gameplay or the story because i know there's a lot of problems with the story as well Mm -hmm. and the quests so
0: yeah i think this is such a big blow up it's hard to even see them come back in a way like um no man's sky or something right it's almost like this story doesn't really deserve that (laughs) right like this wasn't a thing where it's like a a small scrappy team with you know got overly ambitious and stumbled out the gate right that was Mm -hmm. no man's Sky's story this one's like oh a gigantic um government funded developer (laughs) decided to prioritize marketing and hype Mm -hmm. over um thoughtful development and ran into a huge launch blow up Does that deserve, like, a reward story? Does that deserve a huge comeback? I don't know. I don't know. Especially the mentalities on... uh, It's like we've seen it before, right? Oh, we made The Witcher 3. We can do no wrong.
1: (sighs) Fuck. (laughs) Fuck. That's... Honestly, go fuck yourself. It's yeah, like, exactly. What, what that the hell? hell you're just like, hmm,
0: <laughs> this legacy is pretty bad. Like,
1: what a kind of nose-up-in-the-air pompous statement to say. I know. Like, you should be humbled by the fact that you put out a game and it was well-received and you got the chance to make another one, because not every studio gets that opportunity.
0: Mm-hmm. And you certainly absorbed <laughs> all of the clicks for years, mm-hmm. taking away the spotlight from smaller devs through and through. Now... You still are, actually. We're talking about them right now. Fuck, delete all this! Get rid of it all! (laughs) Delete this shit! (laughs)
1: Uh, I don't know. It it is what it is, and this is going to kind of be a evergreen experience and story from, from this game and, and this team we're, we're not gonna stop hearing about it just because there's a new year now this is gonna be like fallout 76 part two
0: it's too bright of a tire fire to look away from and i kind of like the smell of burning i was gonna say i like tires. the smell yeah, of, yeah. Of, of, of burning tires that's and, what this and is. cybernetics <laughs> that's exactly what this is it's like i don't even care about the game it's just like the narrative around it's more interesting than anything inside that fucking disc. <laughs> i've got a second topic for you Whoa. my friend topic of the show topic of the show everybody <sighs> lucasfilm games is back can you believe it
1: no i need to have a whole text crawl explaining what's going on I don't. know.
0: What's the Star Wars theme?
1: <laughs> <laughs> just edit it in. Edit it yeah, in yeah, right here.
0: <laughs> um. So so here here's so originally they were called Lucasfilm Games, mm-hmm. and then in the early '90s they became LucasArts. That's mm-hmm. what we know. That's what yeah, we grew up with, that's right? Good shit. That's why I was just like, why is this news? <laughs> but then then LucasArts got totally fucking wiped out because Disney was like, video games aren't profitable. Mm-hmm. Fuck this shit and they wiped out that historic team and then they brought back the name only. And like, I guess a skeleton crew mm. to like be a license manager. And then they renamed themselves Lucasfilms. Mm-hmm. But while that's all weird and not exciting, the exciting part is they're wresting away the IP from EA's exclusivity and letting other studios make star Wars games. <sighs> oh, finally. Wow! Wow!
1: I have, I have a single thought on that that I'll get into in a, in a while.
0: Well, do you want an exciting pull quote from Lucasfilm Games VP Douglas Riley?
1: Yeah, because I love pull quotes.
0: Well, he told StarWars.com, who has a bone in this race, apparently. <laughs> "Quote: We've got a lot of stuff we're ready to start sharing with fans because we've been working quietly behind the scenes for a while now, waiting for this moment." <turned sighs> I don't know. I was getting a Palpatine feeling from that Uh book. I've been waiting for this moment. (laughs) Like, okay, cool. So the first thing they're doing before we get into Star Wars is that Luke's film is actually um, working with Bethesda to make an Indiana Jones game Mm -hmm. that Machine Games is making. Who is Machine Games? They've worked on Wolfenstein, my friend. Who is Todd Howard? <laughs> well, he is God Howard, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> he will be a producer on the game. Apparently, he pitched oh. the idea Cool. to make the game. We don't know anything. We just saw a fucking, like, what, like a like a one-shot trailer of looking at Indiana yeah. Jones' apartment.
1: Panning over, like, a notebook <laughs> and a whip and other things. No, oh,
0: that's, a, that's a good whip, too. Hmm. Uh, cool. Do you think Harrison Ford's going to be in it? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not.
1: Probably not. Too I, old. I don't know a lot about Harrison Ford, but I feel like he doesn't give a fuck about his fame in any of his movies no. or video games no the
0: man just cares about his planes yeah. he likes flying does he yeah. really yeah yeah he's actually saved people in real life because he was like he flies one of those um what is the kind of the boat planes uh-huh. uh he was flying over a lake and there was like somebody drowning in there and he fucking landed and saved them fucking
1: threw down his like uh, prop whip <laughs> prop him up from the water get up you son of a bitch <laughs> you're not dying here <laughs> yeah
0: it's uh, it's great this so is kind of exciting let me ask you, so machine games, mm-hmm. famous for first-person shooters, yeah. they have to do a third-person game, right? They do. They have to.
1: Like, I think they can manage the gunplay well in any perspective, but... I, well, we were talking about what about it, the whip play? Yeah, exactly. That's That
0: takes years of mastery.
1: We were talking about it earlier, and it's like, you have to have kind of a third-person game with yeah. multiple combat facets. It can't just be first-person gunplay.
0: Right yeah i hmm, i don't want an indie game where i can't see indy's butt no you know what i'm saying where he's like swinging and stuff or getting his shirt a little cut
1: up mm-hmm. that's that's the best that's indie at its best of course you gotta be seeing that ass you gotta be seeing that ass that's what i'm saying now i like machine games i like machine games a lot it's they're a weird choice for this but yeah, they're also a competent so choice for it i agree yeah i agree why do you think a weird choice Because of their pedigree of making, like, first-person, fast-paced shooters, basically, in the vein of, like, doom, basically. What do you do
0: in those shooters? You kill Nazis. You kill Nazis. I mean, that's Indy's fucking thing. You just have to add the extra flavor of, like, I'm obsessed about artifacts, and you're done. True. (laughs) No, so, like, do you think it's—I mean, it almost has to be, like, a Tomb Raider-esque affair, Mm -hmm. right? Like, uh, where he's out there in temples and solving environmental puzzles mm-hmm. and fucking whipping at snakes and going, why? You know? Yeah, it needs to be that.
1: Oh, it has to be that. I mean, especially because, I mean, this is, it seems like a very transparent thing, but, you know, Xbox having acquired Bethesda games and all of this stuff. It's like, it seems like they kind of wanted something to c- kind of be on the level of Sony and Uncharted.
0: Yeah, they wanted their own Uncharted. Ah, that's the thing, too. So, like, they, they're, they're being really coy about the whole, like are all of our games going to be Xbox exclusives going forward? Mm -hmm. Like they haven't just been like, yeah, yeah, this won't come out on PlayStation. Like they they just won't say it directly.
1: I feel like there are some games that are definitely going to be like cross console, but I feel like this one might be one they hold to themselves. Yeah, exactly. But like, (laughs) just to kind of maybe do the middle finger for, for Sony having Spider-Man as an exclusive character in game.
0: (laughs) They're like, (laughs) we need somebody who swings. Yeah. (laughs) 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 <laughs> I, I mean i'm excited i don't know uh actually i don't know i don't know the answer to this question daniel daniel i ask you what's, what's your favorite indie movie
1: oh i like temple of doom a lot all right because i like all second right. movies but i actually think <laughs> i like second movies. yeah like those second darker films like Gosh, that's yeah. why i very much prefer empire over new hope ah, but i actually ah. do think that raiders of the lost ark is a better movie
0: I know it's a better yeah. movie. <laughs> but yeah. I i think um part two or uh Temple of Doom is like campy. Yeah. And a little meaner in spirit mm-hmm. than the original film. Oh yeah, it's super dark and gritty. Yeah, I don't know what Steve was going through. Like was he going through like a breakup or something? <laughs> like maybe, right? Yeah. I don't know. Well I know he was out there No, was it Raiders? He was out in the desert and just dreaming up of V T. I remember that that was one of them things. He was like, "It's so hot out here. I wish I had an alien friend." <laughs> but no, I my favorite is probably probably Raiders. Yeah. I'd say
1: Raiders. It's got a great sense of adventure. Like so yeah. much happens in it. He punches Nazis. <laughs> it's it's art.
0: It's one of those <laughs> films where Steven Soderbergh had said that you can turn off the audio in the film Mm. and still know what's just because, yeah, still exactly know what the story is because Mm. it's a, such a filmic film, very visual. No inch of celluloid is put to waste Mm. in that film. Like it's, it's, it's really brilliant. Yeah. But, uh, temple of dune does have that one scene where you rip out the fucking akali God, oh, that was a good shit. so good That
1: was a good shit do you think we get kind of an Ark of the covenant scene where everybody gets their faces melted at the end i hope yeah
0: i hope i don't know yeah i want an original story but i mm-hmm. need to see some nazi melting like it has to have a lot of nazis dying mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying but like this time it could be in spike pits It could be fucking like rolly balls on top of these nazis what if it's just a, a clever
1: like nazi killing simulator I'd be okay with that. Yeah, that's I fine. I mean, Wolfenstein was a fucking blood-pumping Nazi killer. Give me something True. plotting. And, I I mean, he, I was telling you this as well. I think Wolfenstein, while they do fast-paced games, they also have a penchant for doing like, kind of slower burn stuff. Like, thinking of how Wolfenstein 2 started, thinking about the scenes where you go home to, like, this kind of farmhouse and have these kind of, like, smaller moments where he's, like, revisiting, like, his family lineage mm-hmm. and his, like, kind of history with his dad and, like, looking at, like... Things in his, like, room and stuff. It's like, they have moments of introspection in that game that mm. could be useful here as well, so. A pension for drama.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, this is big drama. This is just a big drama. Indiana is just a big no, drama. I don't
1: know that I needed it. You didn't need an Indiana Jones game? I, yeah,
0: I don't know that I really... Think... Tomb Raider
1: and Yeah, Uncharted. exactly. Yeah. Like, Uncharted already is, like, Indiana Jones, so it's like, yeah, eh, what, what else? You know.
0: Yeah, I have to wonder if it's gonna be as, like, on a rail... Is like an Uncharted game mm-hmm. versus like being a little more open and uh, like Tomb Raider did with its closed circuited open world. Mm. Like, I wonder, I want something in between a little bit. I want cool set pieces. I think you need to have crafted set pieces to meet the high drama of a Spielberg film. But mm-hmm. uh, I still want to go around and be like, "Ooh, Discovery, I've unearthed something new.
1: How would you in a museum. play with the idea of like revisiting areas though? If it was kind of like a more open world, closed circuited open world.
0: <sighs> that's, uh, that's a good question um probably just do segments where it's like hey you're, I'm, I'm going to this like you're globe trotting you know with the map mm. it's like okay this, plane. this area is gonna be kind of a set thing but there's gonna be enough to like deep dive into and search around mm-hmm. but then i'm gonna travel to alaska mm-hmm. you know something like that okay just do that give me give me cool give me more than one closed circuited open world there we go i'm a greedy boy
1: <laughs> we'll see what they do though it's a long ways out You know, that's the funny thing about this acquisition. It's like, we're not going to see a lot of these new IPs probably for another, like, four years. Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but uh, the second thing that's happening, is uh, more exciting. Ubisoft's open world Star Wars. Apparently massive entertainment. The guys uh, known for uh, The Division. will The Division 2. And The Division (laughs) 2. Don't forget that one. (laughs) How can I forget? Will helm the story-driven open world title. Got another uh, quote for you here. Quote, we're, who said this actually? I didn't write who said this. Oh, it's from Douglas Riley again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Doug. He says, quote, we're really excited about an opportunity to to work with the team at Massive. Led by David Polfelt and the creative director Julian Guraiti. Yeah, that's a good name. I know that guy.
1: Do you really? Why? Yeah, creative director of The Division and The Division 2.
0: Oh, shit, The Division 2? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> We've spent almost a year now working to get to know them and what they want to bring to the table. Hmm. I'm a huge fan of them, personally. I think we're really excited about where that project is going because they have a unique vision for the story and the game they want to deliver, end quote. This man said nothing. (laughs) This quote means nothing. You could say this about any studio, any partnership, literally anything. I really like working with Daniel because he's got a vision that I think is really unique, really unique. And, you know, personally... I'm a big fan of Daniel. He
1: wants to deliver.
0: He wants to deliver. And I think when we show you the thing
1: that they have to show, you'll see it. You could say this about (laughs) Biden's presidency. (laughs) Oh, wow. I think we're really excited about where that project is going because they have a unique vision for the country. Are we getting political? (laughs) In the game. In 2021? Yeah, I think so.
0: Oh, we forgot to mention the other gamer news. The coup. (laughs) we'll get to that in a second. (laughs) So, okay. Ubisoft Star Wars open world. I know you're not. Hey, hey, hey. Hey. And it's okay. Hey, man, I'm not coming at you. Sure. I know you're not the biggest open world fan. Got me. Right? So what, what's the pulse check on an open world Star Wars for Daniel? Because you are a Star Wars fan. I am a Star Wars you fan. You love pod racers?
1: Oh, love it. You're like, Watto. Oh, it's me, Annie. Yeah, yeah, you, you Ani, got Ani, where's it. your mama? We got to put her in slavery again, Jesus Ani. Christ, the voice acting on this boy. <laughs> I know. <laughs>
0: so me. where are you at with this one?
1: Um, I didn't know I needed it, but I'm into it. You're into it? Yeah. Okay um story as, driven
0: so I mean, it doesn't feel like it's going to be games as a servicey thing we don't know for sure
1: my intrigue with it is is what is it going to be right mm-hmm. are we going to get another kind of i mean look at fallen order right yep um that story with Calcastus and how it was kind of like closed-circuited open-worldy parts you know with ex- exploration but it was mainly lightsaber combat are we going to get more lightsaber combat or are we going to get more gunplay, which Massive is known for, you know?
0: Yeah, that's true. Um,
1: Is there going to be a leveling system? Is it going to be a game that you can play with friends? So there's a lot to kind of really, like, digest with the idea of them taking it on, especially because they're known for kind of multiplayer games of service uh, projects,
0: And I think any Star Wars fan would ask, well, one, are there women in it? Two, what era is it going to take mm-hmm. place in, right? So, like, are we doing the Corsicani shit, like, from uh, the prequel trilogy? Mm-hmm. Or are we going, like, post-Empire uh, kind of shit, you know?
1: I think it'd be cool to see them tackle. I know this is going to be super fucking controversial for people, because everybody wants that, like, Skywalker saga from, like, the beginning original trilogy. But i set it during the Clone Wars. Like they- said it
0: during the clone we you know what we've never gotten a clone wars game Daniel. <laughs> yeah. oh my god let's fucking wow. do it the clone wars you say yeah <laughs> <laughs> i don't know okay so personally for me like the vibe and tone and stuff of like the uh prequel trilogy is like mm-hmm. not my favorite to be in i like mm-hmm. more of the kind of um lo-fi aesthetic from like the original trilogy sure. and like how like say for instance the mandalorian is carrying on that like this dusty fucking like run down future whereas mm-hmm like prequels were like way cleaner you got the fucking sure. uh the nabu Starfighters look like uh shaved balls up in the sky <laughs> yeah. yeah like everything's so smooth and rounded i fucking hate it i like everything to be fucking boxy and and looks like it doesn't work right <laughs> you know what i'm saying i want get me in that future yeah. right but at the same time you take away the whole um uh i'm a part of a team of jedi and whatnot right like i guess i think I it know. could be more
1: of like a squad based shooter I wouldn't be mad about that. A
0: squad-based open-world shooter? So, like, Division 2? My God. Division, Episode (laughs) 3. Is there any chance that they would make something like that? (laughs) Yeah, there's a high probability it might be something where it's like you're either playing as smugglers or a part of, like, Mm. the Rebellion or something like that. Like, as
1: much as we would love to see a continuation of, I don't know, what they're doing with The Mandalorian, I just don't think we're going to get anything like that.
0: Well... Actually, i i would almost i would counter and say we will get things like Mando, if not the Mandalorian itself, we'll get things that are inspired by like what they're doing with that
1: right now. Yeah, for like, sure. Like but Ashka I, came back and stuff. Yeah, I don't know that we're gonna get it with Ubisoft
0: though. No, no, not with Ubisoft. Yeah, I think I'm sorry. I meant with like Lucasfilm yeah. now, like throwing around the IP. I think we might get some interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. But I'm actually kind of excited about an open world Star Wars. Yeah. Um, I like open world games. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I I know that's a controversial statement. To to say.
1: Now, I mean, would you like it to be more of an open world standard Ubisoft game, kind of like what we get with, like, you know, Assassin's Creed or Far Cry, where it's like you're taking down kind of like bases and, you know, conquesting and stuff like that? Or do you want it to be more <laughs> laden with, like, the original, like, KOTAR stuff, where it has more, like, RPG elements to it?
0: Uh, i I'm more about the. I would prefer something like Odyssey. Okay. <laughs> you know, because I think it, it, it does the dialogue tree stuff and it does it really nice, but it's very, like, brief with it mm-hmm. uh where it just gets you back into the action instead of it be like mainly an rpg
1: mm-hmm.
0: i think if you're gonna do kotar do kotar sure <laughs> or, like remake it or do a sequel to it right do kotar but if you're gonna do like an open world game i wouldn't mind leaning on ubisoft's like you know how their style of open world is mm-hmm. i like their style of open world games mm-hmm. i know people no, I think too. they're fucking dumb and boring and copy paste and all that shit i get that i get that mm-hmm. i i wouldn't want like breath of the wild with
1: lightsabers that's
0: what i'm saying <laughs> you yeah. know mm-hmm. uh or or the witcher 3 mm-hmm. with lifesavers.
1: I mean I would love to see like anything like that where you do have mm-hmm. a massive open world playing a single player game and you can level as like maybe like one of two types of characters mm-hmm. I I would love to see that I would I love
0: just, to be able to choose factions and stuff like yeah, that I think I that's just,
1: a big thing I just feel like that's not what we're going to get
0: <laughs> Nah, you think we're going to get division yeah. 2 but with the blasters
1: cuz like even even with the assassins creed games like there is it's a false <clears> sense <throat> of agency <clears throat> like okay you get to pick between a male character and a female character and it's literally just like the same character <laughs> it just different feels right mm-hmm. like you're not you're never given the option to play as like two different types of classes or like different factions okay. so i would like to see them play with that idea for sure so you want
0: more rpg like i make my character rather than being given like a shepherd or no like no a,
1: not that even uh um, what well, do you mean I, it would be cool to like have a rebel or have a sith you know, and kind of play as one or the other. Hmm. Um, I, how what is it? Rebels or Imperials rather. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So play as like a rebel or, Empire or, or whatever, play as an Imperial and have it be that way. But it's, I feel like there's still going to be this grander story that they want to serve. Hmm. And sometimes player agency gets in the way of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes. Um, it, it Also, open world games are dangerous because it can make your story feel disconnected just because a player might opt to, like, I'm going to fucking go for, look for feathers for ten straight hours, <laughs> yes. and then they get upset when they don't remember like what was going on in the story. But yeah. it's like, yeah, that's that's kind of the pratfall of all open world games, mm-hmm. right? You could definitely just, like, discombobulate the story or go on a main path and feel like you didn't even really play an open world game, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Uh, so... Maybe hopefully they can do something that's closer to, kind of like the pacing of what Spider-Man did. Mm. Like maybe it's a little more rounded. I don't know. Do you think I,
1: it'll be a massive fucking thing? I don't want a massive thing. I'm I'm gonna They're be honest. called
0: massive entertainment. No, I, like Daniel. I get that, but I do
1: not want like the Assassin's Creed Odyssey of Star Wars games. Like gotcha. I don't want a hundred hour experience.
0: I will say then they wouldn't
1: have gone to Ubisoft to do something that mm. isn't that. Yeah. So I think we are gonna get that. <laughs> But I feel like they would have went with their, one of their other studios, like Ubisoft like Montreal or Quebec. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, it is interesting to choose Massive, and I don't know if that's just like – I don't know what drove that decision. They're a company out of Sweden. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, fuck, if you look at their history – I don't know. It, it's weird to say because like <laughs> I want a third person action adventure game. I wouldn't go to machine games yeah. to make Indiana Jones. For sure. So it's like if they're going to do like a new style, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it's just like massive trying to stretch out.
1: Yeah. And I mean, we see that a lot. We see that with studios like gorilla games we see it with sucker punch so it's like it's not unusual to branch and, out yeah, yeah, yeah i think man. it's like it's my brain is having difficulty breaking the mold of their like catalog like assassin's and, stuff. yeah, yeah and, yeah, and yeah. thinking <laughs> that they could do something else like i'm sure that they have a very diverse talented team of creators that will pull from different styles and influences and, and try and do something different but i'm still weary that it's gonna maybe fall in the same falls of the division but we'll, we'll see yeah
0: yeah we'll see but Let's talk about the grander thing. Mm. So EA's exclusivity is gone. Uh, I mean, actually, it's it sounds like they're just announcing these things early. Yeah. Because their deal, which started in 2013, uh, was supposed to be for 10 years. So it actually ends in two years. Mm-hmm. So, like, none of these games that they're announcing are going to be done, like, within yeah. two years. Right? Like, we're not going to see indie and uh, massive Star Wars yet. So it almost just seems like they're <laughs> they're vultures circling <laughs> like around. But, but... Uh, they said that they're going to continue making games with EA and EA, EA even made a tweet going like, no, 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 we're still making Star Wars. Don't mm-hmm. you worry. Don't you worry. We're still in bed, <laughs> you know? Cool. So I guess, did they do a good job in a decade with the license, my friend?
1: Uh, with a decade and having only pumped out what, like? Four games. Was it four games? Well. Battlefront I, <laughs> 1, Battlefront 2, Jedi Fallen Order, and, and then a Lego game? Rogue Squadron. <laughs> oh, Rogue Squadron. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So that's it. Mm. i don't know
1: no i mean i don't think they definitely did as good of a a service squadrons. yeah Sorry, not rogue squadrons
0: squadrons the one that came out last year mm.
1: yeah. i don't think they did as much of a service to the deal as they could have but also it's like some studios only put out two games in a 10 years period so like it's not uncommon to see like like i didn't think they were going to put out a title every year mm-hmm. the fact that they managed to get battlefront one out and then Battlefront two and like a two year gap was kind of head scratching and worrying. And then obviously we saw the repercussions of it. Cause when Battlefront two came out, it was kind of a hot mess.
0: Yes, it was. Um, yes it, it was. It
1: was amazing that we got fallen order in the state that it was, you know, cause that game was pretty baked and pretty well done by the end of it. It obviously had some, some things that I didn't agree with that were just kind of like design choices, but you know, hmm. I, the game wasn't broken at all.
0: I remember <laughs> it did have a lot of things where like people were like falling through the map and shit like that. Oh yeah. That was, me. I was seeing that. Yeah. yeah I yeah. fell through
1: the map really hard. Yeah.
0: So I think they put that game together really quickly. Sure. And there's some aspects of that game where it definitely shows where it's like, Hmm, there could be more with this and the yeah. level design is really fucking confusing. Like it's not <laughs> something oh, yeah. hammered out the but right that, way. That's a design
1: yeah. choice though, where it's like, I also had problems with that where I'm like this, I wish they could change this, but yeah. then you counter It's like, well, that's not, it's not a bug. It's not something broken. It's just how they,
0: They designed it. They didn't have enough time to bake it out. I don't know.
1: So So did they do a bad job? They did a job. They (laughs) they got out three games that I really enjoyed, but I also don't think that any one studio should hold a monopoly over a license. Or one publisher, yeah. Exactly, point, yeah. Because yeah. they did get
0: different studios to jump in the fray, but it was within their catalog. And yeah. their mental model I don't think ever fit the idea of giving us, like, grandiose adventures. Like, one of their first ideas was to turn Star Wars into a military shooter. Mm-hmm. Uh, that doesn't feel very Star Warsy. i I'm sorry, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Or at least it wasn't the Star Wars game that a lot of people were craving, like big lightsaber adventure Jedi Jedi mm. fallen order was still a reigned in game,
1: you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but it hit a lot of those, like Star Wars emotional moments, moments and, and the drama. And it's yeah. like really cool. Oh shit. Like that's that character. You know? Yeah, th- I moment. feel like
0: that's like one of the most intrinsic things to Star Wars. The, Story. There's yeah. a story there. There's a human drama at the center mm-hmm. of it that makes these characters characters. Yeah. And I feel like you can't just like carve out a piece in order to fit like, well, no, this we can put loot boxes in this. We can't put loot boxes in a story game. You know? Yeah. And it's like so it never made sense to fit with EA, mm-hmm. essentially. I think what they're doing now makes a lot more sense, which mm-hmm. is like, let's go to people that have different expertises, right? You know, let's be, hey, what the fuck can Bethesda do with this? Uh yeah. right, Ubisoft. Fuck around with it. Sure, EA, make another Another online shooter, I guess. <laughs>
1: I mean, that's what it should have yeah. always been. I always. D- I don't really know how they won the bid war for like the license for ten years, I, or why they thought that they were like <laughs> a good enough studio to handle that all. In why their it
0: life. was even like a ten-year deal? Yeah. Like, shouldn't it have been, like, a little more loose or, I
1: don't know, like, hey, let's see what you do with it in five years I, kind of thing. I would love to know how that conversation went and, yeah. like, the sort of road plan that they had for Disney. Like, this is what we're planning.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like, what was the pitch there yeah. for it to be like, oh, this is, a, you have a great plan for this IP. Maybe it was different. Because they were, that, Ragtag was underneath them. Remember True. Ragtag, Amy True. Hennig's uh, game with Visceral games? Yeah. Maybe that was a part of the initial pitch going, like, hey, we can get Visceral to do uh the story stuff that you're looking for mm-hmm. and then they snuck in and it was just like you can't do the story stuff like you want sweetie yeah. <laughs> and it's just like that it was like no you kind of shot yourself in the foot on that game ea
1: mm-hmm.
0: everyone was actually excited about ragtag
1: yeah. fuck and then they flipped the script and they're like <clears throat> oh i guess we're gonna do a story game yeah what the Because f- single player games aren't dead who knew no that was the one that they tried to
0: convert into a big open world game and they're like we didn't build it that way yeah and then it's just fucking shuttered yeah mm. dumb 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 Hell, this is EA is a fucking publisher that got visceral and said, How about you make a spin-off of Battlefield? Are you joking? Are you joking?
1: Yeah, I'm not a fan of how they handle a lot of their titles, franchises, no. or, or anything.
0: Nah, no. so it was always I think it was always a bad fit. Yeah. As far as whether or not they did a bad job, I think they did I'm kinda with you, they did a job. Yeah. They did a job that was unexciting, but not particularly surprising for mm-hmm. their pedigree. That's that's what it comes down to. I,
1: I think kind of the ace in the whole was, Jedi Fall, was Fall in Je- Order, right? The yeah. fact that they got respawn. Who was I mean? Titanfall is is great. People really like that series. Yeah, yeah. But like, Part Two's amazing. Like, I don't think that they're they were the most like well known or renowned studio, but it's like I feel like that's like the one thing that they had where they're like, I guess we could use respawn for this, and it was a huge success. So like, I'm hmm. I'm glad to see that that shaped up the way it did, um, and I hope we get more of that. Like, I hope that's the one.
0: Yeah. I hope that's what the, they're, they're making a sequel to.
1: Yeah, for sure. Because it deserves it.
0: That Like, that cast of characters was really good. Don't mm-hmm. throw them away. I really liked them. Like, all of them. I wanted to know where they go, right? Yeah. Greasy money, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, greasy money, baby. Greasy money? Yeah. yeah. So, I want to see more of that. I'm not. I'm less excited at them trying to do another battle uh, front. Mm-hmm. Um, as much as i like to, and it came together eventually, I'm just kind of like, I don't know. <laughs> How much more can you do with this at this point, right? What, make it? run at 120 frames on an xbox cool thanks i'm i'm more interested in just expanding out let me ask you now that we have the potential to have different studios work
1: on this ip it's funny i was gonna ask you this question oh
0: yeah Yeah. what would be a studio you want to see do a star Wars?
1: what would be a studio that i want to see do a star Wars? yeah there's so many great studios i know
0: so many (laughs) (sighs) i mean massive is is doing
1: one I yeah choose. which is is, is one <laughs> that i i mean if there were ever going to be a studio known for open world games like I, ubisoft 100 like okay. for sure for sure yeah. i mean i would love to see naughty dog do a star wars game but mm-hmm. at that yeah, point like, but that's a, how does it not end up being highly kind of, unlikely like <laughs> you know similar to what um what it amy Henning was planning where it's like we're gonna do a very linear on rail star wars story which yeah. i i'm okay with i'm like again i do like stories that are on rails a lot of the time i don't always need a sprawling open world i <laughs> you
0: always say i don't always need i
1: don't always. i think
0: you should update that too i don't ever need a sprawling open world because that's like more in line with your thought process yeah <laughs> <laughs> something hey you're playing assassin's creed odyssey right now i'll give you credit there
1: yeah that's actually uh you're doing it. a huge surprise that's am like actually like
0: the biggest open world ever <laughs> yeah and
1: i'm all in on it too where i'm like we are having a, a really that's really great crazy. time with see, it see there's something special there <laughs> come on um let come me on. see don't be
0: so hard on on the world
1: <laughs> i mean i would like to see like a japanese studio take on a star wars Interesting.
0: game yeah, Interesting. yeah. Because I was going to suggest something very interesting.
1: I mean, I would like to see Capcom work on one.
0: I actually wasn't going to say Capcom, even though that would have been in character for me.
1: No, well, hear me out. Here's—I'll give you like a mini yeah. game pitch on this one, sure. and it's—it's it's in the vein of Monster Hunter World. Oh my god! Yeah. And it's called Endor's Game, and in the oh my vein god, of of hunting game. And it's like similar similar idea where it's like okay, you have like a, a set of classes and and weapon types and characters that you can kind of like yep. build and create. And then you just go galaxy hunting and you hunt in sometimes PVP situations, you hunt other players. But the main idea is like hunting beasts, you know, hunting like just big, big Sarlacc, Star Wars hunting, beasts? you know, yeah. Star-lack Sarlacc hunting. Yeah. They're
0: under the ground.
1: <laughs> but that'd be so cool to like team up with like three friends and take right. down this fucking giant beast together. Oh man. Take down a rancor okay. together.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You could use those fucking crazy spears that they have in the, you know, the, the ones that got a big hilt and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that. Different planets. Like. Like if you're on Hoth, there's mm-hmm. like something, there's gotta be something crazy on a Hoth planet, right? Yeah,
1: gotta take out one of those, what do they call The wom Wombats. <laughs> wombats. Uh, I forget. But yeah. Get in, okay. get in there with your friends, you ride a Tauntaun. I'm into it, I'm into it. Do a Tauntaun raid and take down some Wombas. Yeah, Tauntaun raid. I wanna,
0: and the Jawas will be in the back of levels, like kind of like a monster under the little guys are like, and throwing like acid at you and shit, but you hunt Jawas. You have to hunt Jawas, right? Okay, I have an idea for your game. go for it. I also want a Japanese developer to work on the IP Mm -hmm. because I think they could bring, like, an interesting, like, fold to it. Mm -hmm. However, I have a very specific idea in mind. Okay. I want Platinum Games to make an action game about Darth Bane. Oh. Darth Bane. So he's a part of the books. He he was, uh, Rule of Two and whatnot. Yeah. So we're talking about, like, ancient Star Wars at this point. Mm -hmm. But he was a badass motherfucker. (laughs) But I want, like, a focused action game where it's just, like, over-the-top fucking, like, just killing bigger and bigger, like, enemies and these huge boss fights and shit like that. Mm. Like, I'd be really into that, but from their angle of, like, doing the the kind of ha- really hack-and-slashy combat, yeah. not... Because, not, like, Jedi Fallen Order, I love it, but it's, like, the uh, more parry-based kind of, oh, like, yeah, you know, tic-tac-toe combat.
1: It's very technical.
0: Right. I want more of that, um... Uh, what do you call it? Like what they did with uh, Metal Gear Revengeance kind of shit. Nobody wants that. Uh, everyone wants <laughs> that. What are you talking about? But half the people listening to this got a boner when I said Revengeance. <laughs> that's involuntary, dude. <laughs> <Shit>. <laughs> okay, so I'm into that. I would want that. So I don't think it'll ever happen. We're probably just gonna get a Battlefront three.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean that that's pretty likely. I wouldn't mind if we got like a remaster collection of like the. Super NES style of like the original Star Wars games for like New Hope, Empire, and Return of the Jedi because those I, games are really cool. I
0: think that
1: they did that already. Actually. Did they? Yeah, mm.
0: you, you can play them on PS4.
1: What the fuck do I know? That I'm
0: sorry, but well. they're there. Okay. Yeah, the okay. Super Star Wars you're talking yeah, about, super right? Yeah, yeah, those are out. They re released them. <laughs> yeah, they're like five bucks a okay. pop. Okay. Yeah, I think they're on the Switch too. Yeah. <gasps> Speaking of Switch, you know what I want? Mm. I want a new Jedi Power Battles for the Switch. Ooh, yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, beat them up, go up.
1: What is the studio that did, oh wow, I can't remember the name, um, Marvel Ultimate Alliance? I know Nintendo did three. Um,
0: oh, uh, Ninja Games? Ninja Games. Was it Ninja Games? Because they, they also did, yeah, we're going to
1: have to do fact I'm going to it up real quick, hold yeah. on. Oh, yeah, Koei Tecmo's Team Ninja. Team Ninja! So, yeah, similar like kind of idea. Just do like a, you know, up to three player co-op up Yeah. Star Wars characters. Star Wars beat up That'd be really cool.
0: Plays Obi-Wan. We got Qui-Gon in there. Fuck yeah. Qui-Gon going around with his famous quotes, don't cut me in half. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> or Anakin, this is yeah. not you.
0: We need Duel of the Fates back on, back on rotation, okay? We need that in our games now. Okay. Oh, wait, wait. how about this? How about this? I'm looking. I was looking. I had an idea. Oh, fuck yeah. There's this book called mm. Death Troopers. Okay. I think it's Death Troopers. Uh, but basically, um, it's an entire ship of stormtroopers that get zombified. Mm-hmm. It's an actual Star Wars canon book. Hmm. I would want to see, like, uh, Techland make uh, an adaptation of that as a video okay. game. Okay. Yeah. So be cool. Something like that. Yeah. Where you're fighting zombie uh, stormtroopers and stuff. I want a horror Star Wars game. Hmm. I want a horror Star Wars
1: game, I mean, sir. You kind of want a horror everything game.
0: Yeah. I want a horror Little Women.
1: <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs>
0: Wait a second.
1: <laughs> Ladybird zombies zombies exactly okay okay i I, listen there's a lot of possibilities here. so many possibilities and and we don't really know what we're gonna get
0: i know but we're gonna get it
1: i it's one of those things too where it's like i also don't know what i want sometimes until it's in front of me Mm where it's like just just sell me an idea and if it sounds cool i'll be like all right i'm in or i'm not okay but the thing is like there have been so many star wars games over the ages like a lot like it's such a ripe property one yeah yeah and I hope that kind of Lucas games now like kind of being a, a thing again, we get more of kind of a pollination with with different ideas and creatives and studios mm-hmm. and we get something that kind of breathes life back into the, the to the franchise. And I in gaming, at least. Yeah. yeah, I really hope that they don't try and just continue to do the same thing over and over where it's like, OK, we're just going to mimic the trilogies and do the Skywalker saga, like just do something different at this point, please. yeah
0: yeah (laughs) like i don't need famous movie characters tell new stories that Mm. was the treat about jedi fallen order it was a very unique story because it was like hey i don't know anybody here until (laughs) until the fucking yeah but whatever we're not gonna say anything about that but we don't need to get into
1: that but even mandalorian where it's like that series could have been its own thing but then like no we gotta tie it in Hmm. in multiple ways have familiar characters
0: yeah with with second i don't know i think they pull it off a little bit better than some of the other fiction Mm -hmm. stuff but yeah i feel you on that one yeah i want original stories too right Mm -hmm. or you know remake kotor
1: (laughs) i'm kind of bummed like i do want like a boba fett bounty hunter style game do you really i do
0: damn yeah so like an assassin's creed you know they should get ubisoft to work on this (laughs) okay so here
1: hear me out ubisoft (laughs) get one of your studios Make a game where you play as a bounty hunter. You have skill trees where you can kind of have, like, different traps and skills. Sure, sure. Maybe upgrade your jet pack. Yeah. Fucking flying over your sink in different points throughout the galaxies. Don't make it open-world open like open world co-op. Definitely single-player. Definitely single-player.
0: Definitely single-player. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: And then maybe you can just in people and get them on your Slave 1, and they can be a part of your crew.
0: Oh. Yeah. So call Slave 1, huh? It's touchy these days. What should we call it? Um... <laughs> i don't know it's the, like an egg the
1: fet flyer it's
0: like a yeah oh uh the fat flyer <laughs> Bubba's egg <laughs> boba's egg <gasps> the boba tea <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: yes it's exciting though it's exciting i don't know any other kind of wants or hopes for for this acquisition
0: um or? god i i mean i have a new hope um <laughs> that's it i just wanted to make that joke not really it, honestly i i Like I said, I kind of wanted an open-world Star Wars game Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was kind of like that, and they're doing it. So I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah, I'm satisfied for now. Mm -hmm. And I want another Jedi Fallen Order, because that was like a good idea. If Mm -hmm. EA only has a license for two more years, or whatever they're going to do after that, just focus on that.
1: Yeah. I wonder if they're going to be able to pump out a game in that time.
0: Oh, man. Yeah, that's a good question, too. Uh, Or whatever they've had in development already. Mm -hmm. It has to be a sequel. It has to be, right? I don't know. And I, I don't know battlefront had like kind of it's got a tainted legacy with them now i don't know if they would return to it for a part three Mm -hmm. also what else would you do that they fucking covered everything
1: oh literally they covered covered every every one of the trilogies yeah Yeah.
0: you'd have to make up an era to to make it interesting again i don't know so yeah i'm good but yeah interesting interesting to see um lucas uh films back into the fold Mm -hmm. um and yeah playing around with their ip when we talk about Lucas film IP, is it just Star Wars and Indiana Jones? I was just
1: gonna ask you that. So is there anything else outside of that? I don't I, I don't think so. Howard the Duck?
0: I, I'm not sure. <laughs> what no, that's that's other Disney. <laughs> yeah. Um, not sure. Yeah, no idea. So fucking just Star Wars it up, man.
1: I hope that George Lucas doesn't come in and fuck up anything else.
0: Oh man. I would like to get a video game mm-hmm. where you play as George Lucas. Okay. And it's kind of like the business management minigame from Yakuza. Yakuza, like a dragon. Okay. And you'd have to have the boardroom meetings where you'd convince people that the prequel trilogy is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> and it's an uphill battle.
1: And you recruit different like characters and, and droids within the universe to, to be on your council to, to argue with you. You got Babu Frick, you got Jar Jar Binks, you got BB-8 all arguing right. with you. They all argue with you.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's just like the pratfuls of making a film. Yeah. I want a game about making Star Wars. Yeah, just call it that, making Star
1: Wars. What about a VR game by, uh, by yeah. Squanch Games where you play Squanch. as George Lucas in just his day to day?
0: In his day to day?
1: I mean, I couldn't imagine. Are you, would you go to the
0: Skywalker Ranch, walk around, look at walls and walls of just nerd shit?
1: Yeah, probably.
0: Yeah. What situations could George Lucas get into these days? I want to fucking give me like a sneaking game with George Lucas. <laughs> He's got to, he's gotta sneak away from fans, obsessive fans that want to tear his body apart or talk to him about episode two. Uh, you gotta get around them in public and you gotta disguise yourself in many different ways. Wow, this is a better game pitch than we did two years ago. I'm not gonna lie. I'm just filled with ideas about yeah. what you can do with George Lucas and his body and body of work.
1: Wow. Well, good stuff, Kevin. Do you want to take this Millennium Falcon home?
0: Well, it's time to end
1: the podcast. We had a
0: lot of laughs.
1: Wow. (laughs) Are we going to get an ending theme for every episode in, in 2021 now? Yeah cool I'm for sure it.
0: 2021 is the year of the song um, the gamer song well guys thank you for listening this has been the save room if you wanted to find us on the old Twitter, you can uh hit us up at save room show our account is still active unlike that fucking idiot trump Fuck. <laughs> uh, we no, yeah we had to do it otherwise you get again like i said at the top of the show you can find us on soundcloud.com slash the save room show or spotify or itunes or google play plus rss feeds across the universe in a galaxy far far away i tied it back into the topic i'm a monster hell yeah he is hell yeah (laughs) i think that's it dude that's it (laughs) lightsaber
1: (laughs) 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 don't cut me in half (laughs) all right guys thanks for listening have a good night